welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 264 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the New York Mets currently not living up to high expectations. The New York Mets have the highest payroll in all of baseball. Over $353 million is invested in their roster. That's also the highest single season payroll in Major League Baseball history, yet money has not bought the Mets anywhere near the best team in the game. The Mets currently have a 33-36 and record and are 10 and a half games back in the NL East, and the reason for that is their elite talent have not played like the back of their baseball cards would suggest, and it would start with their two star veteran pitchers, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Both have ERAs over five. The Mets cannot afford to have these two not pitch like aces, and this may be simplifying their problems, but the season overall is going to come down to Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. If those two can return to form, then they can get back in the playoff hunt, and for Scherzer, he seems to be having a tough time adjusting to the new pitch clock. Here's what he told reporters about it back on June 1st, quote, Look, I'm doing my normal routine. Why do we need to step through the game and have the umpires change routines when it's not my fault of what's going on here? Why do we need a pitch clock for that situation? If I throw one more pitch, I'm what, one second slower? Why can't the umpires have discretion in that situation to allow a pitcher to throw his eight normal warm-up pitches? Why do we have to be so anal about this to have the clock shoved in everybody's face and try to step out every little single second that's going into the game. Scherzer was also recently suspended 10 games for using an illegal banned sticky substance. It kind of makes sense that an older veteran pitcher would be the one frustrated by his routine changing, and I get it, it's probably not all that fair for the rules to change on Scherzer this far into his career, but he has to adjust or his season is going to continue to be a complete and utter failure. He needs to get back to being the Hall of Fame pitcher. We all know that he is, and the Mets need him to do that. I believe it is worth mentioning that the Mets did dodge a massive bullet by not re-signing Jacob deGrom. He's one of the more talented pitchers in all of baseball, but he's going to have Tommy John surgery and miss the next year and a half for the Texas Rangers. But make no mistake, this pitching staff for the Mets is part of their problem. They currently have an ERA of 4.69. That's 26 in all of baseball. That's far from good enough for a playoff team. The other major issue has been the offense. The team currently has zero hitters batting over 300. They are batting 240 as a team. That's 21st in baseball and are middle in the pack in almost every offensive category. Pete Alonso has been the one steady presence in the lineup. What the team needs on that side of the ball is more from star shortstop Francisco Lindor. This is a guy who's been streaky with the team since being traded from Cleveland. Currently, he's batting 213. That's not good enough from a guy who is thought of as the most talented shortstop in the game. The team gave this guy massive money. He needs to play like their second best player on a more consistent basis. 
basis. Because at the end of the day, that's really what their lineup comes down to. These two guys, they have other good hitters in that lineup. Jeff McNeil, he's a very good player, but they are not star players. The two stars are Pete Alonso, who is producing, and Francisco Lindor, who's had an up-and-down season. Last year, he was great. He was an MVP candidate in my mind. This year, he has not been the same guy, and it's why the team is struggling. Usually, when a team with super high expectations is underperforming, drastic changes are made, and people usually lose their jobs, but that doesn't seem to be what's going to happen with the New York Mets. Here's what owner Steve Cohen told the New York Post, quote, when things get really bad, I'm not going to blow up. I don't think that's the proper response. I don't think it solves anything other than it gives people a one-day story, but it really doesn't solve anything. There's plenty of blame to go around from a performance point of view, so blowing up, I'm not sure it solves anything. It would demonstrate, oh, he really cares. He's one of us, but the reality is it's not going to solve our problems, and I think in some ways it can be demotivating. This feels like a very measured response from Steve Cohen. He doesn't want to be the cartoonish owner like George Steinbrenner who's firing manager after manager because his team is not competing for World Series titles. I think this is the right response in the moment, but drastic changes are going to have to happen, and I think it's going to have to be with their roster. I don't think Buck Showalter is the problem. Now, you can look at Buck Showalter and say he's the type of guy who you don't win the World Series with. He can get a team only so far. He can win a lot of games, but the teams that get rid of Buck Showalter usually end up winning right away. The Yankees fired Buck Showalter and brought in Joe Torre and immediately became a dynasty. The Arizona Diamondbacks got rid of Buck Showalter and then they immediately won the World Series with Bob Brenly. The key difference for the Mets is they are not currently a manager away from winning the World Series. The Diamondbacks were really good when they got rid of Buck Showalter. The Yankees were really good when they got rid of Buck Showalter. The New York Mets are currently a mess, and Buck Showalter is not part of the problem in my estimation. And I don't see how you can blame Mets GM Billy Epler. He has spent the money. Now, he almost brought in Carlos Correa. That didn't work out because there were injury concerns when it came to Carlos Correa, but after that didn't happen, what was Billy Epler supposed to do? I think he's done everything he can to put together a really good team. This roster is underperforming, and I'm not blaming the manager, and I'm not blaming the general manager. I'm blaming the roster itself. I'm blaming the players. They are not living up to expectations. We all thought Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer were going to be Cy Young contenders this season, and they are far from that. They are not the same guys we've seen over the last few years and the Mets are paying both of them an exorbitant amount of money to be the team's aces. I believe the big changes need to happen during the trade deadline and Steve Cohen to me feels like the type of owner who is going to talk with his wallet. 
He is going to do everything he can to bring in talent to this roster. And I think what this team needs is a starting pitcher. And I would look at Cleveland pitcher Shane Bieber. He is a guy who is not going to be a member of the Cleveland Guardians for the remainder of his career. The team is going to trade him most likely either this trade deadline or this offseason. I think now is the time for the Mets to make that kind of move because they need a guy like Shane Bieber to pitch like an ace because it might not happen from Verlander who is aging or Scherzer who can't adjust to the pitch clock. You can't bank on those guys right now. So I would look at a guy like Shane Bieber. I would also look at Detroit Tigers pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez. The lefty currently leads the American League in ERA. Like that's the kind of guy the Mets need. A starting pitcher who they can rely on each and every outing because right now they only have one guy and that's Cody Sanga. The rest of the pitching staff has not pitched up to par. You could also make the argument they should be in the market for a relief pitcher. This is a team that lost Edwin Diaz. I mean, that was their star closer. He was injured during the World Baseball Classic celebrating. They didn't really do anything to fully replace him. They have an okay bullpen, but bringing in a star reliever might be one way to go. And offensively, I think they should be looking at White Sox outfielder Luis Robert. This is a guy who was benched by the team. He's a really talented player and someone the Mets should be in on. The Mets need to do something during the trade deadline because I believe banking on Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer is not going to be enough. They need an insurance policy and Shane Bieber or Eduardo Rodriguez would be that insurance for those guys if they don't pick up the slack. There is too much money on this team to not at least be the wild card team. I mean, that would be one of the biggest failures in all of sports. Because fair or unfair, we look at money and we look at payroll when we talk about the teams that should be very good. And I wonder if that's the wrong way to look at things. Because we have so many examples of teams spending a boatload of money and it not really working out. The Yankees in the mid-2000s were constantly making the playoffs, but they were rarely making it to the World Series and they weren't winning a whole lot in the postseason. They were just spending money on guys like Mike Mussina and Jason Giambi and not caring about bad contract after bad contract. I've talked about this so many times on this podcast and now I think it more than ever. The one way to build a team is not by spending money. You have to do both things. You have to develop players and you also have to spend money. The Mets right now have one homegrown star in Pete Alonso. The other stars on their team have come from other teams, and I think that's part of the problem. Justin Verlander does not have a history with the New York Mets. Max Scherzer does not have a long history with the New York Mets. If you look at the great Mets teams, they've had players who had a great history with the team. The 86 Mets had Doc Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, these guys they developed into stars. Back in the day, they had Jose Reyes and David Wright, two guys they developed into stars. The Mets didn't develop Francisco Lindor. They just traded for him. There are not enough homegrown stars on the New York Mets. Look at the best teams in baseball right now. There is that perfect mix of players that they bought and players they developed. The Houston Astros have Jordan Alvarez. They developed him. Along with 
Frommer, Valdez, and Jeremy Pena. Like, that team has a young core, and then they bring in veterans like Jose Abreu. That's the way to go if you're a baseball team nowadays. I think the Mets have gone too far the other way and are just trying to spend the money. And now, in the middle of the season, the only way they're going to get out of it is by spending the money and making a big trade. The Mets and the Padres are proving right now you cannot buy wins in Major League Baseball. You can buy talent, but it might not be able to produce at the level you're expecting it to because very few guys in this league are great on two separate teams, especially starting pitchers. So I think it was a bit of a reach to think that Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer were going to pitch as well as they did on their second team. I mean, these are guys who were great for the Tigers, and then Scherzer was great for the Nationals, and Verlander was great for the Astros. To think they were going to pitch as good for a third team was a bit too much of a risk, and not enough people were really thinking about that. How risky of a proposition that is. I mean, how many guys can you really look on the back of their baseball cards and say they've been great for two separate teams? There's not a lot in the history of baseball. I mean, CC Sabathia is a recent example. Gary Cole has been just as good for the Pirates, the Astros, and now the Yankees, but he hasn't spent a ton of time. He wasn't an Astro for all that long. I mean, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer have been very good for so long with two different teams. To think they were going to do it again for a third team? And let's be honest, the Verlander thing was a response to what was going on with Jacob deGrom. The Mets knew they could not lose Jacob deGrom and bring back nothing, so they brought in the Cy Young Award winner. And it makes sense because they gave him a short-term deal. He's not going to be on their books for all that long. But I think it was more risky than what we were thinking at the time. I thought it was a brilliant idea. This is a guy who looks like an Iron Man, but he started off the season injured. And I'm not quite sure he's going to bounce back to be the Justin Verlander we're all expecting him to be. That's a big ask at over 40 years old to be the ace of a pitching staff. I know what the counter-argument is. He he was the ace of the Houston Astros, but the Houston Astros on paper had a great team. Alex Bregman, the list goes on and on. The Mets are not as deep as the Houston Astros, even though they've spent a boatload of money on their roster. They're not as good as the Astros, and clearly we are seeing that. I think the Mets need to start copying the Atlanta Braves model, where you develop star players and then you spend the money on them. I think spending the money on outside players is not going to end up with you winning a World Series title. You can only go so far. And last season, the Mets were very good, but then they struggled in the postseason. And now they're not even a playoff team and it's June. I mean, things are going bad for them. And I think it's because they've been thinking too much about other players not in their organization. They need to start developing talent to go along with Pete Alonso. And one of the bright spots so far this season has been rookie catcher Francisco Alvarez, who has 12 home runs on the season already. That's the type of thing I want to see from the Mets. But the problem is, they are going to try to salvage their season, and the only way they can do that is by trading young talent to get proven talent, and that might end up ultimately being a massive, massive mistake. Maybe the Mets shouldn't look to save this season. Maybe they should look to save the long-term future of the team. I think it's a big ask to to save both
hold of their offense and their pitching staff at the trade deadline. Like, I do I believe both things are going to happen? I believe what the Mets need to happen is one of the two, Verlander or Scherzer, to pitch like an ace. And at this point, I would bank on that being Justin Verlander. Max Scherzer is struggling with the pitch clock. I have no idea what's going on with this guy. Verlander is coming back from an injury. I think slowly but surely, he is going to pitch like the old Justin Verlander. And if that happens, and then they make a trade for a very good offense, offensive player, then that could get the ball rolling. I don't think massive changes need to be made. Again, they could really use a Shane Bieber type, but trading for Shane Bieber might have them mortgage their future. And again, I'm not sure that's the best thing for what this team needs right now. Should they look to save their season just because they have the highest payroll? I don't have the answer to that. I think Steve Cohen is going to look for the short term instead of the long term. And again, I think that might end up being a big mistake because what does this year matter? I don't think the Mets are going to end up winning the World Series. Now, I know in the past, teams have made big moves at the trade deadline and become a World Series winner. The Atlanta Braves are a recent example. They were out of the playoff picture. Then they made those big moves at the trade deadline. And Jorge Soler, one of those trade moves, ended up being the World Series MVP. Maybe something like that could end up happening for the New York Mets, but it's far from likely. The Mets historically are just one of those sports franchises that just don't succeed when they have sky-high expectations, whether it's due to injuries or stars underperforming. Remember when they traded for Johan Santana, and that didn't end up working out. They, at the time, had Johan Santana, Carlos Beltran, David Wright, Carlos Delgado, Jose Reyes. They were a star-studded team, yet they would collapse at the end of every season and not make the playoffs. Like, that's just who the Mets are. Historically, they They are a team that doesn't know what to do when the pressure is on them. Last year, there was a bit of pressure, but it felt like they were a pleasant surprise. They had just hired Buck Shaw Walter. They brought in Max Scherzer. It was working out for them, but the expectations was not for them to be a World Series winning team. It was kind of a little bit of like a slow rebuild. They had Francisco Lindor. They had Pete Alonso. They had spent a lot of money last offseason, but I think Mets fans just wanted them to be a playoff team. Now, coming into this season, getting Justin Verlander, almost getting Carlos Correa, made people believe that this team is a World Series or bust kind of team. Now, in fairness to the Mets, they have had injury issues to start the season. Justin Verlander was not available, and pitcher Jose Quintana has been on the I.L., for the beginning of this season. He was one of their big off-season acquisitions. They do not have a super deep pitching staff, but they let some of their really good pitching from last season go during the off-season. Chris Bassett is now on the Toronto Blue Jays. That is a guy that they should have kept around that would have been smart because he's a reliable guy. Again, this is not hyperbole to say that this season is going to come down to two guys, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. 
two Hall of Fame pitchers who may be at the end of their careers. I mean, your team should not come down to two guys. The Mets are not as deep as they should be for a team that's paying all of that money. The pitching staff is not super deep. Again, they have a 4.69 earn run average. Losing Edwin Diaz was a bad start, but they should have been able to overcome that to some extent. The Mets have never won when they are front runners. I mean, look at the times they've won the World Series in 69. That was a complete and total shock that they were the amazing Mets. And then in 86, they had to have an historic comeback against the Boston Red Sox. When people are expecting the Mets to win it all, they just do not come through. And 2023 is most likely going to be the perfect example of that. We talked about them all offseason long. I was starting to buy into it. They brought in Justin Verlander. They had Max Scherzer, two guys who pitched together in Detroit. I thought they were going to be the aces of all aces, and things are just not going to work out, and it's going to be interesting to see what Steve Cohen actually ends up doing with the New York Mets. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <music>